0: Hello and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and psychotherapist. My name is Tess Brigham and I'm a psychotherapist and I'm here with my sister, Brooke. Hi, this is Brooke Brigham and (laughs) I'm the attorney. (laughs) You're very formal. Um, So for our very first episode, we are talking about the Kardashians. So I want to say before... Before now, before this, I had been very proud of myself. I had spent my entire life, even though I love pop culture, I had never seen a Kardashian episode from beginning to end. (laughs) I had seen clips. I had seen, you know, I would heard people talk about the Kardashians, but I had never really sat down and done any kind of deep dive, any kind of digging in. I always had my thoughts and feelings about them, and, I, you know, it's hard not to in the world that we live in with them, it's hard not to pay attention to what they're doing and what's happening. But I had never really sat down. And I, uh, so I'm, we're going to be talking about the first season of the new show, the Kardashians on Hulu. Um, I'm well aware that they've had 20 plus years on the E network. Yeah.
1: And I will say too, I have dipped in and out of the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. um, for many years. Um, so I am not an expert or a super fan.
0: Yeah. So we'll probably get some things wrong. A lot of things are going to be wrong. So please. But we're trying. Don't come at us. <laughs> because um, we don't know every fact and figure of this entire family. But that's why we really wanted to talk about the first season. And then now that the new season's coming out, we're going to talk about that as well. But. I have to say that when um, I was watching the first season, I sent you a text, Brooke, and I said, God damn it, I think I like the Kardashians, and I hate myself for it. But they are, they're very, I'm telling you. They're they're compelling. They are a compelling family. And people, you want to hate them, you want to, you really want to hate them, you want to root against them, but you, but. By the end, you're just like, Yes, I love these people. I, I you know, you're so invested. And well, they are, Ugh. they're, they're a fascinating they family.
1: Are. And as I learned from, you know, studying them through Google, um, <laughs> you know, they have, they have an, they have a history. Yes. And, uh, we're going to be talking more about that. But yeah, they, they are very
0: interesting. Yeah. So, from a therapeutic therapist perspective, This family is what we call enmeshed. (laughs) So, but I think that anybody with, um, you know, anybody, you don't need a degree to have figured that one out (laughs) by any means, but they are an incredibly enmeshed family where everybody knows everything and everybody's in everybody's business and everyone has this, it's, it's this interesting thing where everyone has the right to be in everybody else's business. No one ever, you know, they might get mad at each other and be like, you pay attention to you and you, you know, that kind of thing. But for the most part, they, what they do and what they say and what the other person does and says, you know, all of it, it's all interconnected. And, um, it was interesting because I thought that, uh, with the Chloe stuff and Tristan and, and because, they're so famous right when you watch the show all of these things have already happened right Right. they're showing you Kim on SNL well the SNL everyone's already watched that SNL right so we we all knew what was going to happen with poor Chloe and Tristan yeah that was hard to watch that was very hard to watch and it was interesting because Kim is you know looking directly into the camera being like if you're the haters that are going to say something about my sister and how dare you and all of that it was like Yeah, it's this this family, they're a little bit like the mafia and mob. It's, you know... um, They stick together. They stick together, (laughs) and, you know, they're going to be number one for each other, even if they're yelling and screaming at each other. So, in terms of enmeshed families, it's somewhat healthy, (laughs) as enmeshed families go. Well,
1: they definitely, you know, also, there's also definitely a lot of love there. Oh, yeah. Love and support and loyalty. Which often, sometimes enmeshed families don't really have a lot of that, you know, and it's kind of part of the dysfunction, or
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that um, a lot of the dysfunction is sort of with this idea of, I love you so much, so I'm going to tell you how to live your life, or I'm going to be really involved in your life. And while people make fun of Chris and being this momager and, you know when you when you watch the show you do get the sense that they are making you know she, she is allowing these people to make their own decisions and and allowing them to um you know choose the things that they want to do and the people that they want to do it with and and you know who their partners are and all of that so yeah i mean it's 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 functionally unfun you know it's not very fun it's functionally dysfunctional right <laughs> and in many ways, all families are a bit of that. For right. Sure. So we really want to talk about... I do want to talk about the history if we go back to the beginning of the Kardashians. But let's first talk about some... Let's talk about some of the themes that we saw in the first season. Because there were definitely... Um, you know, obviously they follow each of the kids and each of the Jenner and Kardashian girls, but you're also seeing some overarching themes. And the first one I want to dig into was the Kim Kanye relationship. Because again, I like most people had been watching their relationship on the sidelines. I realized from watching the show that I don't think I'd ever really seen him talk. And he's, he's a little quirky. I know people love Kanye, but he was a little awkward on the show. Um, so I realized I'd never really because you you either you either see him performing and singing, rapping, or you see him ranting on some show, right. and you you never sort of see or him. reading his tweets? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> or you know, so you, that was my first introduction to getting to know him and sort of seeing how he is, and it is weird the the the, the way. And I know obviously this is them post divorce, so we're, we're seeing this relationship, but. You usually can see some sort of spark between partners. And I was like, God, I don't... Why don't I see something between the two of them?
1: Yeah, it feels very transactional to me, their relationship from the beginning. And I know that he had had been pursuing her, or they had been friends before. And, you know, I think he Mm -hmm. probably had pursued her before. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she was that attracted to him. Because she... I don't know where I saw this, but something that I saw her giving an interview, and she did talk about this, that she was friends with him, but she didn't really feel that spark with him. Mm -hmm. But he clearly had, you know, wanted to be more than friends. And then she claims that, you know, after her divorce from Chris Humphrey, suddenly she just said, okay, you know. Well, I think she kind of, I think what she even admitted that she, you know, she wanted to be married and uh-huh. she wanted to do this. And and she and, wanted to have children. It's right. And I think she, she made it sound like she suddenly was attracted to him. I don't know how much I really believe that. I feel mm-hmm. like she just thought, you know what, this is a really good person to mm-hmm. marry and have kids with. And
0: it's turned out. Very well.
1: Oh yeah And her whole family. Yes.
0: Well, you know what's interesting is if you go back to that time where she married the Chris Humphreys, right? And that whole thing. And and I never again I didn't watch the show then, but I do remember seeing a scene or two of her with Chris Humphreys in your, and you were you could see the disaster. I think everyone could see that was like the Titanic into the iceberg with that relationship and marriage. But you know that she was already pregnant with North. When she divorced Chris Humphreys, Remember? Right. She, North was born north, so so by the time she by the time the divorce was finalized. finalized okay. by with Chris because so she so that marriage lasted like sixty, seventy three days, seventy three days. 73 days. Yeah. And then I think it was pretty quickly she was with Kanye and then pregnant right. and then had North. and then then they got the, married. then the her divorce with Chris Humphreys was finalized. And then they had that big Italian wedding. so I think it was in France. Oh, it was? Okay. That's well, anyway, I think maybe I'm getting the other corner. Yeah, that, that one. was, Just that was the other one. Yeah. I feel like Kim's was in Italy. Someone come at me because I feel like I'll look that up later. But so it's interesting that you said that because, you know, one of the things that they get accused of a lot is being so calculating. And so you feel like it was very calculated, that picking Kanye was calculated, or do you feel like of, she realized pretty quickly that the Chris Humphreys thing was not going to work out, and that she just kind of looked around and was like, okay, this guy, you know, this guy is this musical genius, and he's beloved, I think I can try to find, I can be attracted to him for that.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't know how calculated it was on her part, but I definitely... I don't know. I don't think that you are, fra- you know, you don't just come out of the friend zone. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she'd already yeah. decided she wasn't attracted to him. And I just think it's pretty rare that all of a sudden you just become attracted to somebody. I think she thought, like you said, that oh, I'll try, I think I'll try to make this work. You know? yeah. Maybe she thought she she would become attracted to him more. Um, Yeah, you just, even when you saw them together, they have zero chemistry. Yeah. They really don't get a vibe at all. Yeah, and their whole relationship really was about making appearances, Mm -hmm. um, you know, media coverage, doing, I mean, he just brought so much attention to her, elevated her. Legitimized her. Legitimized her. I mean, they're hanging out with Beyonce and Jay-Z, I mean, she just, she went from, you really got to think about, like, not to, not to, you know, um, why can't I speak? I don't know. Right before this, she was, you know, they had the TV show and whatever, but she
0: was still considered a joke. Yeah, no, she was very much, when she married Chris Humphrey, she was a reality star. She was kind of a joke. She was a joke to the tabloids and and, you know, she was still in that. I mean, she they had been gaining no, notoriety because the, the TV show had been on for a while. But not, her businesses were kind of like, I can't think of a oh, damn one. She had like a fragrance.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, they were nothing, nothing like what, what she is
0: now. And, and that just elevated her and rubbed off on the entire family. Yeah. And so, obviously, what was so interesting is a big theme that happens in this first season is that she's talking, she's freaked out about dressing, like putting on clothes and getting dressed and feeling confident about what she's wearing. And I was very surprised to hear how much she seemed to be excited that she got these opportunities, like the SNL opportunity. And then she's on the cover of Vogue. And then she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like, And she kept talking about like how amazing all of these things were and how scared she was to dress herself and you're you're just thinking to yourself like my god this guy must have a la elvis yeah must have controlling. been controlling and controlled everything that she wore and i mean you know we both love heather mcdonald and juicy scoop and heather mcdonald's talked all about all those years when all kim wore were giant jackets and little biker shorts <laughs> And, right like tan biker shorts and and that was obviously kanye's um influence but it was it was just it, it seemed to get i didn't realize how much all of this got to her the way in the way in which she talked about it and i think one of the themes that we see is that it's this is all about her kind of coming into her own being 40 and coming into her own and and um It is really interesting because I never paid attention to any of this. But she said something very interesting somewhere around episode six or seven when Kanye starts slamming her and starts making fun of, you know, which is just, again, so awful. And the fact that we are okay with this, with him publicly humiliating his ex-wife and being okay with being okay with this is that's another story. But what she was talking about was she says something and she's the reality star, right? Like she says something about him or comments on their marriage and people dismiss it and like, oh, she's just a reality star. What does she know? And But Kanye says something about her, me, some mean, cruel comment about her, but he puts it in a song. So he's a genius. He's an artist. He's an artist. He's a genius. And a lot of, you know, it sounds like he's just been... To be with someone who's bipolar is really difficult. If their bipolar partner is taking their medication, they should be okay. They should be able to manage it. But if you have a bipolar partner who is constantly going off the meds and coming, you know, getting back on the meds and saying, I don't need the meds anymore and all of that, that's a real problem because there's a lot of mental health issues that you can deal with without medication. But bipolar is one where you have to take your meds. Like, that is a baseline. Like, taking your meds is the basic thing that you need to do. And so my guess would be that she also probably didn't expect this relationship to be as difficult and complicated as it truly was. And he
1: was probably on his best behavior in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, he's been given a pass for a long time. I mean, he was basically threatening to kill Pete Davidson Mm -hmm. in these songs and tweets and whatever. I mean... That's behavior that will get you <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> get you in jail. Yeah. Get a restraining order against you. I mean it was it and he suffered no consequences. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. Yeah, no, the, he's a genius. The
0: artist, the genius. He's an yeah. artist, he's a genius, so we can't possibly, you know, put him to task. But um yeah, and she has
1: such a image and a brand to protect that mm-hmm you know she had to keep silent about all of it she had to try to hide it and sweep it under the rug and and there's a I don't don't remember which episode it was but remember the episode where she invites her family over Mm -hmm. to dinner and she basically apologizes to them for what they've had to endure from Kanye Mm -hmm. you know because he he would talk smack about whoever he would get upset and angry and Mm -hmm. you know he said things about Chris I know I remember that and Sure, he said stuff about all of them, mm-hmm. and he was just a difficult person to be around.
0: Yeah. So it must be so, compl- I mean, I can imagine for her it's been very complicated, right? Because your whole, your, you know, her business is being famous and the fame and what it means and this, what she projects out to the world. So a big part of who you are and how you are special and famous in the world is this guy, but he's also at the same time, he's the father of your children, but he's also really difficult. And, you know, it's just, it sounds like it is really, really, um, it's been a tough decade for her dealing with him. And I think in the back of my mind, I think I always thought that, but didn't really have a lot of empathy. And I think that's one of the things about the show is it really helps you have a lot of empathy for them when you hear them talking and talking about all these things. I think the attitude that a lot of people take of, um you know, well, they 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 love it all and they've created all of this and you know, this is all this, this thing that they've calculated. I'm like, well, I think a lot of things are calculated, but I don't think that I don't think the Chloe and Tristan stuff's calculated. Yeah. I don't think the Kim Kanye stuff is calculated. I think a lot of these things are just um there's only so much you can control. Yeah. And what's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I do think that this Hulu series is much better than the other one. Oh, yeah, they,
0: style-wise. Yeah, oh well, God, it's it
1: been so much money It's on much it. nicer, but also, I just feel like it's more honest. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know, the episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, a lot of times, I felt like they weren't talking about. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we would see stuff happening in the news, but they're not talking about it on the show. And they're doing a lot of silly stuff, like playing pranks on each other.
0: But now, they're really... Yeah,
1: they're talking about it all, you know.
0: Yeah, well, it's actually, I think it's good. I mean, I I do think that TV is a lot better when there's only 10 episodes. You know, I think people forget that these people had to, what were they? They had 20 seasons and they had 20, they had to make up 23 episodes. It's a a lot of time to fill. It's a lot (laughs) of time to fill. I don't care who you are. Nobody's that interesting. Yeah. And so now with these 10 episodes, I think they're getting down to the nitty gritty. I don't think we're seeing everything. But I think that we're seeing maybe a bit more honesty. Yeah. So I also, um, do you have anything else for the Kim Kanye relationship? No. To get back to that. no. But I also want to talk about Courtney and Travis. Now I know Courtney is hated by a <laughs> lot of people. Cra- Travis for sure. Travis. So a lot of people have a lot of feelings about Courtney. She's not the sister I would hang out with. <laughs> she's not the one I would pick, but I don't think she's terrible. But I'm sorry, this excessive PDA yeah. really, really gets under my skin. It really does. It's, to the point where I had to do some research on excessive PDA yeah. and what does it mean. It's to the
1: point where her children are saying, Mom, stop. No mm-hmm. kissing. No tongue. Stop yeah. kissing. And they're saying this to her and she
0: just keeps doing it. Yeah. She's just kind of giggling and it's so, it's strange. Well, and also, I mean, in episode one or two, they go see this house they go into the backyard, and basically she's straddling him <laughs> on a bench in a stranger's home, and this poor real estate yeah. guy comes wandering <laughs> out to see what's going on, and their attitude, or Travis's attitude, was very much this, well, he's here to sell us this home, and what does it matter but to them? But you're dry humping yeah. in front of the outdoor fire pit. Yes, and <laughs> nobody wants <laughs> to see that. No. But the thing is, is that it's, it's really interesting, because I did some research, and There is no like. There's 90 opinions on PDA, right? And everyone always says that, um, you know, what what motivates PDA? And if you're if you're is it that you're you're trying to prove to the world that your relationship's really wonderful, and so you're putting all this PDA on display and lots of pictures of the two of you kissing, and I'm gonna put this on Instagram or that, or is it like a normal, healthy way? of showing that you love this person and so some i read somewhere that someone said okay part of it had to do with your writ how you were raised like your level of comfort on pda has to do with your own parents and how much they um they were uh, affectionate towards each other um you know that kind of thing but to me i feel like it doesn't really matter what you saw growing up I think that you are an adult in the world and what you do and how you, your energy and how you enter a room and that stuff matters. And we have a lot of control over that. Like our intentions, like, you know, do we walk into a room in a bad mood and sort of put that bad mood out to everybody else? Like, do, do you walk in the room, like trying to put on a happy face or to be calm? You know, what is that... As an adult, we have a lot of control over, we can control our emotions. We can control how we show up to other people in the world. And I do think that there is something really selfish and kind of, I don't know what the word is, just really um, narcissistic about the fact that you feel like dry humping (laughs) in some stranger's home is okay, right? Like there's a part of me that just kind of feels like, I understand that their their attitude has always been like, oh, we're just showing each other love, and shouldn't we be showing each other love? And we're showing our kids that we love each other. And I'm like, but it's one thing to have a couple pecks on the cheek or to hug or you know, to do she's something. Grabbing her ass oh, God, constantly, her tongue, 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 tongue t- kissing. People are trying to talk to them, have yeah. a
1: conversation with them, and they just won't stop tongue kissing. Well, also this is this seems to be a Kravis or excuse me Travis thing, because Courtney wasn't like this before, you know, and. We know from scenes that from the Keeping Up with the Barkers, which was Travis's previous yes, reality, reality show, show with his uh, first wife, he was like that with her. Mm-hmm. So this is his thing. Yeah. That he's brought into the relationship and she is going
0: along with it. And I'm not quite sure why. Because. Because I think she thinks this is. I, I do think that they're very much in love. I think they're happy together. I think they're happy they found each other. But I think that she thinks that this is what he wants and that this is what she's going to do. Or maybe that she's always wanted this and yeah. this is her dream. And so finally, this guy wants to stick his tongue, but his tongue down your throat. But the thing is, is that even just the, oh, baby, what are you going to, what right. do you want? Oh, I want. not know. know. What do are you going to have? Oh no! You can have red wine. I'll have red wine. Oh, whatever my baby wants, oh, and yeah, it's I want like, whatever my baby wants. I, it's very. I mean, these are forty-year-olds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's well, like, Travis uh, Berkeley's got to be fifty. I don't know, almost fifty. Maybe almost late forties. These are people in their late forties. Yeah, prime any She's what, she's 40, 40, 42, 42, 43, exactly. But I mean, these. but but again, 40-year-olds, like, they, right. they're acting like teenagers. I didn't even do that stuff when I was a teenager. No. Ugh. That's too much. No. Nobody, nobody wants it. Nobody wants this. I'm sorry. Here's a little, little public service announcement. <laughs> nobody likes it. Nobody right. wants it. And especially nobody. your children. It makes them very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Or your parents. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Chris is sitting there the whole, the whole season. She's going, I just want to spend time with my kids. <laughs> And then she's spending time with these two and she's like, oh, my God, get a room. (laughs) Like, Chris, who's desperate to do anything with her children, doesn't even want to spend time with these two because they're making her crazy. Yeah, it's weird. I hope season two they tone it down. I don't know. I don't know. I just think that it's a very kind of like a very showy look at me, look at me, look at me. And if you criticize it, then you're some old fuddy-duddy who doesn't believe in love. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not, no. Yeah. That's not how life works. Like Maybe
1: she's having a reaction to, you know, because her relationship with Scott was, I don't want to say, I don't know how to even explain their relationship. But it was, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, she basically was kind of staying with this guy for the sake of her kids and trying to make it work, but not really trying to make it work. And now she's finally really truly in love which
0: i think is great that's wonderful but she's kind of going overboard with yeah um well let's talk about scott and the family because you know i always knew about scott and um you know they don't really come out and say it but it is alluded to that i'm sorry choking here (laughs) it was it's alluded that he was obviously cheating on her like it's sort of they don't say it outright but i think it has been said okay well but it's 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 sort of said subtly not so subtly he had substance abuse that he had the substance abuse problem that he cheated on her that he was a terrible partner that he was all of these things and scott this entire season his big thing is are you guys replacing me? <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, am I? You told me I was part of the family. And, and kind of putting these people in a real crappy position personally. Because, yeah, Chris, yeah, sees you like a child. Sees you like a son. They see you like a brother. But my issue with Scott is this. Is that it would be one thing if he was coming around saying, you know, I've worked on myself and... Um, cause his, what he's sort of saying is I've worked on myself. I'm in a better place. I've hurt Courtney. I know that, you know, but I want to be part of this family and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, but, but you haven't really grown as a human being. Your last two relationships (laughs) were with 18, 19 19 year olds. And the last one was not that long ago. And, and if you were really in a healthy, happy place then you wouldn't be trying to triangulate and trying to create trauma and drama with your, um, with your you know, your kid's mom's well, family.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of wondered how much of this storyline of his was played up as a storyline. You know what I mean? I, I kind of didn't buy his, like, oh, so does this mean I'm not going to get invited to anybody's birthday party? And, you know, mm-hmm. his whole thing... It, There was a little fakery going on there. Hmm. Because, like you said, he had two long-term relationships, not, you know, in the very recent past. He understands what's happening here. Yeah. He acts like he's like, wow, what's happening? (laughs) No, Scott, you understand what's happening. And when you were dating uh, that 19-year-old for, you know, two or three years or however long it was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody had to make concessions and, be you know, Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) things were different. I mean, come on. I Mm -hmm. just, I don't buy a lot of That you don't think that he's upset that he's not being invited to something because Travis is there. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he
1: is. But I I don't, but I think he understands it. But he's just acting like he doesn't understand Mm -hmm. what's happening. Yeah. Of course he's a little bit upset. And, and you know what? I, I don't think that, um, I don't think that Travis or Courtney really, care that he's at fit certain things or not.
0: I just felt like that was a little like, Oh, we have to give Scott a storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to do with me? I do think that Courtney and Travis, I think we court. I think that, that they do feel like it's better when he's not around. I think it is easier if he wasn't there. I think that, you know, I think that's a very normal, natural thing to feel like a little uncomfortable if you have your last partner and this new person here, especially if he's stuck his sticking his tongue down your yeah. throat all the time. But it, but also Scott, he makes these really inappropriate comments to Chloe. Like you're my sister, but boy, do you look <laughs> hot now? You're, but, so that's yeah. the thing. It's this weird dichotomy where he's like, I'm your brother, I'm your son, I'm your this, I'm your that, but I'm going to say really inappropriate things to you that no, no brother is going to think or say you know, at the same time. And it's this weird feeling a little bit of, I swear to God, I think that if Chloe gave him any interest, he'd be like, okay, let's do this. I think he would. I think he'd jump right on that because I think that he, um, You know, he doesn't want to go get a job. Why would Scott want to possibly go and get an actual job? The man's never... Has he ever worked? I mean... Yeah, I don't understand his finances. Um, No, but I think he... He he seems to have a lot of money. But he has it from... From his parents. No, but I think it's also probably... Right, he's always... He's probably made money from the show, but I think he does a lot of club appearances. Mm. I think he does a lot... That was the whole thing. I remember hearing about this where... Because he did all these club appearances, but he was trying not to drink. But the problem is he's in these atmospheres where... And, you know, when you have money, it's very easy to continue to make money, right? Like, you know, and you just invest in the right things and then your, your money just multiplies and so on. So, but I find him really, I've never found him appealing. I don't understand what's so great about him. I really don't. Sometimes he can be funny,
1: but for the most part, I just, yeah, his, his storyline is kind of played out mm. and, but they'll keep him around i guess yeah. we'll see what's like that what, they what to. they're gonna do next season with him.
0: yeah and then the last um thing i the last sort of theme that i saw was you know poor chloe <laughs> God, chloe yeah. and this whole thing i mean that was i'm sorry but you know i from episode 9 into episode 10 where everything really starts coming out and then um Kim has to turn and tell Chloe what is going on, like what was just released about him fathering this other child. And those tears, that was heartbreaking. I mean, whatever, you, however you feel about the Kardashians or Chloe or any of that, that was heartbreaking listening to her cry and sob. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: it's horrible. It was horrible to watch the whole season, her talking about how she and Tristan were such good friends, and they were such good co-parents, and now we're back together, and we've been going to counseling, and just every week, you're like, oh, God, you know. <laughs> it It is. And the guy, this was my favorite line of the entire season, was when those phone calls were happening back and forth. Like, first, Kim called Kylie, I mm-hmm. believe, Um and she told her what had happened, and Kylie says, "Oh, is Tristan just like the worst person on the planet?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, Kylie, he he is. Yeah, I mean, what?" So another part of me is kind of like, "Why this guy is? He's done so many things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He just is kind of creepy. He gives off a creepy vibe.
0: I think. I don't know. It's I don't like get it. He's not very. He doesn't seem very charming. No. He doesn't seem very interesting." He seems very blah. Yeah, you know, and so I really don't get it. But obviously, she really loves him. I mean, she really loves and cares about him, and but wants she to keeps be with on him. to people too long, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the whole thing with
1: Lamar. Like, Chloe has this inability to sometimes I think to see people for who they are. She mm-hmm. just wants to save people and help people, and 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 it shows too, like how friendly she is with scott yeah and i felt a lot of times kind of took scott's side over her sister um so yeah chloe she needs to just focus on herself yeah. and her children
0: and- well but the thing is is that she you know the first half of the the season is really about her anxiety about the scrutiny that she's under yeah that's about what another people think of her, about her and you know, I have to say, you, you, I will say that if Kim was my sister, I, I too would be feeling like Chloe, yeah. because Kim really is. I mean, I'm sorry, you cannot take your eyes but off she's of her. She's stunning. She is so stunning, with makeup, without makeup, right. in gym clothes, in fancy clothes, like just utterly stunning, stunning, stunning. And I think that, you know, to be in this family where you're the one that's you're the quote unquote fat one, or you're quote unquote the ugly one, or you're the one that was adopted. And I mean, I think that all of that has been just, some people have the stomach for all this. And you know, that's the thing about the entertainment business is there's the actual, you know, being able to do this job and be an entertainer. And then there's all of the awful scrutiny And trust me, there's a lot of people who they just it's it's so difficult and it's so hard. And we all feel it. We all feel it with Instagram. We all feel it with, you know, social media and what's going on in the world. And today nobody likes your photo or someone calls you fat. It's awful. And so she is on such this huge level. And probably this is not what she was supposed to be doing with her life. It's where she is. But you just feel for her
1: but she kept saying over and over again when she's talking about how when she went on the james corden show and then there's something else she was doing she's She's like doing ellen ellen she kept talking about how you know she loves doing those appearances but it's so hard afterwards having to read what everyone says about her and it's like girl why are you reading what people are saying about you literally you should not be looking Mm -hmm. at social media at all. Don't you have an assistant who can filter yeah. through the comments and just show you the good ones? What? How is she? Why is she even? Look, people say horrible, nasty things about Ken. Uh-huh. And, of course, which are not true. And so what? Yeah. Like, Ken obviously doesn't let it get to her at all. I'm sure she probably doesn't even look at it. Yeah. Why but, are you paying attention
0: to that? Yeah. I don't know. Though, I think so, that Kim, because Kim was also, why would she, why was she so worried about the dressing herself? Like, she definitely, I think that there was a feeling of what, what are people going to think of me without Kanye? Am I going to, because I think her fear was, am I going to go back to being the reality show person? Am I going to lose my credibility? Am I going to lose my credibility? Am (laughs) I going to lose everything? And if he was really instrumental in helping her with skims and all of these things, then I can understand. I, mean, I can understand her fears around, you know, what could potentially happen, but. Yeah, I don't know why I have someone who helps me with my social media for my for my business. Yeah, when and I, I never look at it.
1: Yeah, I mean I rarely post stuff, but if I do, I, I don't I don't look at it. But not like my friends are going to see anything nasty. I don't know why I'm comparing myself to a celebrity, but anyway. Um, but yeah, why don't we
0: get into some of that because you have a well bunch
1: of history here. Well, this kind of goes with one of the themes of the season that I um, was interested in. And this has a lot to do with Chloe, too, as well, because she kept saying over and over again throughout the entire um, season about how their family is just, you know, such an inclusive, blended family. And they've been blending families for years and um, that her parents were good friends after their divorce and that um, Caitlin and her father played golf together. She, She kept saying these things and I something in me was like, I don't think that's true. And it's really not. Um, you know, we talked about uh, these kids, the Kardashian kids, they suffered a lot mm-hmm. of trauma. you have been through a lot. They have been through a lot. And I've maybe people would have more empathy for them if they really thought about it. But anyway, the Robert Kardashian and Chris Kardashian were divorced in 1991. Um, I mean, I think they'd been separated for a couple of years, but they, it was finalized in 1991, and these children were young. So, like in 1991, uh, Courtney was 12. Kim was 11. So she was probably even younger when they separated.
0: Kim was born in 1980, which makes math really yeah easily, Thank easy. God. So I always go back to what she was and right, then, and then you piece the other yeah. Family
1: they're just together. one year. They're just one year apart, and then Chloe's uh, four years. Yeah, four years younger. So she was like seven. Rob was like four. Which means he was like two when they separated. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they separated because Robert Kardashian caught Chris cheating. And their divorce was very contentious. I read some excerpts from the divorce papers. And he accused her of a lot of stuff. um, Accused her of, you know, spending a lot of money, of drinking and partying not taking care of the kids you know this of the affair she was having so chris met caitlin pretty soon after and at that point when she met her she apparently was broke caitlin uh was in debt had no money and she moved into the kardashian home in beverly hills robert had moved out and was living with his mother and Caitlyn caitlin moved in with her four children So all of this is happening in the Kardashian kids' home. It was very, very chaotic. And then that was actually Chris's first project, was turning Caitlyn's career around.
0: Yeah, so she, yeah, it was Chris who went to Caitlyn and said, you need to put together a talk, you need to write a book, you need to be an inspirational speaker, because she couldn't figure out how to monetize being an Olympian.
1: And she was going through a lot personally. Prior to them meeting, she started to transition and she was taking hormones, and I don't know if she decided before or after she met Chris to stop that process, but she stopped. But anyway, there were it was very chaotic, and then just a couple years later was the O.J. Simpson, um, you know, the murder of Nicole and Ron Goldman.
0: So was, so, because you talked about this, how there's a lot of resentment between Courtney, there's a lot of resentment between Courtney and Chris, because Courtney knew about the affair... And Courtney knew, Courtney, I guess, apparently knew that she had cheated and that was, she was the one who broke up the marriage and then she went to go live with her dad, right? Well, no, she was, she was really young when all that happened.
1: She basically, Courtney kind of sided, she was very resentful towards Chris Uh because she blamed Chris for For, breaking up her family. Yeah, And she sided with her father and she lived with him, I think all through high school and um you can still see we can talk about this more later but you can still see to this day like you Mm -hmm. know she she's i think she still has resentment towards Mm -hmm. her mother um but yeah so then then these murders happen and chris is very good friends with nicole and of Mm -hmm. course robert is very good friends with oj they were very close he was the best man at their wedding and um so then, that divides the family mm-hmm. into, you know, yeah, who are we, whose side are we on? And that was very
0: chaotic. Mm-hmm. And then, um, plus, someone in your life gets murdered. I mean, number one, right? Right. You that's such a strange like a family yeah. friend gets murdered, and then I don't know if, if the OJ and Nicole's kids were friendly with them or not. But like, how bizarre is that? Like,
1: you oh, know, yeah. like oh yeah. Oh, they went on vacations together, yeah. they were, and they were kind of the same age because Rob would have been like, around eight years old. And mm-hmm. I think that, that was, like, her kids were, like, like, six and seven or seven yeah. and eight, eight and nine, something well, like right, that. That's right, because he had older kids from his
0: first marriage. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah. The the younger kids, yeah, they were they were the same age. I mean, that was very, very, very traumatic. hmm And then Robert Kardashian dies in 2003, very suddenly. Um, he's diagnosed with cancer, and he died eight weeks later. Wow. So they had a lot of trauma a lot of um you know and then it's it's so (laughs) I don't know it's uh, the way that Chloe describes this blending of the Kardashian and the Jenners it just doesn't ring true to me and I just Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like it probably took them a long time to warm up to Bruce Mm -hmm. and now they don't really seem to have a relationship with Caitlyn at all.
0: Yeah, I remember there were all those specials when yeah. Caitlin made the transition, and there were lots of specials about that, and you would see all of these scenes where they go and they talk. It seemed like each sibling had to go, and because each sibling had a different relationship with, right. with um, him that became her, and um, so I remember all of that, but... I don't think Caitlyn's, a, you know, a warm, fun person. Like, I don't think... I, my right. guess would be is I don't think Caitlyn goes out of her way to, you know, see her grandchildren or see her children, right? I just don't get the vibe that she comes down from that mountain house of hers right. in, in Malibu and, you know, decides to come and see the, the family as much. Well,
1: also, the the Kardashians, are they've obviously sided with their mother which Mm -hmm. is natural yeah and and chris is (laughs) chris is not like in a good place with caitlin Mm -hmm. you know like i think she's
0: very rightly so yeah i mean that's again i think a lot of people have a lot of feelings about chris but that's a very difficult thing to go through publicly yeah uh you know i i know someone not that well who went through it and you know, I think it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot.
1: Yeah, so I just think that that's just this myth, you know, that they're just all this one big happy family, and even after people break up, you know, we just continue to, you mm-hmm. know, act like everything is fine, and and it's it's just it's just not. But again, but that was consistent with what Chloe was saying all throughout the whole season about mm-hmm. how she and Tristan are just best friends and their great co-parents and I mean she really was um I think she was trying to convince herself she was she was going through a lot of mental gymnastics to convince herself oh well my other people in my family have done this and I can do this and it's like Mm -hmm. no this this is not (laughs) yeah this is this is not it's a revisionist history a lot of it yes um definitely so
0: but they've had this very strange, because obviously they were, they were you know born into privilege and they've been around famous people their entire lives and they've had um, certain advantages for sure. But at the same time, and you told me this earlier, and I didn't realize this, that when their father died, they got no money from him yeah. at all. So they really, you know, I think that they were in these circles, but I think that they had to work. I think that in the beginning they needed to find businesses and things to do to make money and um, and which is why when Kim made that comment about you know what should young people do today to become successful and she said get off your ass and work you know I think it was because she did that and you have to give her some credit for the fact that we were talking about this earlier right that Kim and Kim and Chris you know created this yeah and they have been the driving forces of making this happen making this family what it is making them making kim a billionaire like she definitely you know obviously is incredibly hard working and um you know feels like and i think what she was saying with that comment as much as she got all this backlash is is that we live in this world where everyone (laughs) thinks like okay i'm going to draw i'm going to you know, I'm going to grow out my long, dark hair, and I'm going to iron it down, and then I'm going to get in booty shorts, Yeah. and then I'm going to, you know, do this, and I'm going to pose, and I'm going to get on a, you know, I'm going to put on a bikini and pose here, and I'm going to be Kim Kardashian, and that's, you know, that's all it takes to do that. And what she was really trying to say is it's like, it's no, it's more than that. Yeah, they've it's, all been working very hard. I mean, mm-hmm. you
1: know, Chris kind of had to start hustling you yeah. know, after the divorce. that. I mean, I don't know how wealthy Robert Kardashian really was. I'm not really sure, but I don't think. He was a well-connected attorney in in L.A. I think he probably did well. He actually, I think, made most of his money. I was reading um, off of, he got into some early tech deal that Mm -hmm. really paid off or something. But, you know, most lawyers, I mean, I think I. I've heard people say he was an entertainment lawyer. I don't really don't know what he did as a lawyer. I think mm-hmm. he was more of a kind of a hustler, too. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Chris had to hustle. She had to provide yeah. for her kids. And, and they all started working, you know, as teenagers. And they had their stores and their businesses. And, yeah, you can't deny that. And if, if, and if Kim was not Chris's daughter, none of this would have ever happened. You know, the two yeah. of them together would have yes. required that the two of them, you know, work together to create this the mm-hmm. other
0: characters around them are really ancillary yeah it i is- mean courtney could take it or leave it i don't know i i follow her i follow that push on instagram i don't i don't you don't get a real sense of love <laughs> like when you you know how you look at someone's instagram or you look at someone's business and you're like oh this person really loves this like there's something very disconnected about her and everything and everything I does that she, she does. she sell things So what? I don't understand. I so Push is like a Goop, and we saw on this season where she yeah, meets with Gwen Paltrow. I don't Paltrow. really even know what Goop does. I, goop. I barely understand what Goop does, and I'm really, really sick of. And I understand it that like you know people see Gwyneth Paltrow now as a businesswoman, but Gweneth Paltrow also is incredibly privileged and you know yeah wealthy wealthy actor, and, actress and you know she had money and funding to do this business and the name so i'm just kind of sick of these people that act like isn't steven Spielberg her godfather yes Yes. but it's a little bit like when you're already gwyneth paltrow and you start goop of course like you've started on the third base right so anyway but it is i think it's a little bit like goop it's a it's a i think she sells things like candles you know you saw her sniffing candles you know I think she sells stuff, and it's it's sort of this lifestyle. And I think the people who subscribe and are into Goop want to be Gwyneth Paltrow, and I think these are the people who like want to be like a Kardashian or something like that. But it's not as it's not it it, it feels like Courtney, which is just kind of half there and half not there, you know. Yeah. And that's what you feel about Courtney. Speaking of lawyers, because I do know you want to talk about this, is that Kim is not a lawyer. <laughs> Yes, contrary to what she says on the show. And what her mother says on the show. Yes, not only is she not a lawyer,
1: she's not in law school. (laughs) Brooke is very irritated. And I could understand. This is my pet peeve. I'm sorry. And I think every other lawyer out there is with me on this one. Um, Actually going to law school is very different from basically having a tutor.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Come to your house. Come to your house and teach you the law and the baby bar is not the bar. She doesn't anything, she kept saying, now that I've passed the bar. It's like, no, that was the baby bar. Yeah, so look, I don't want to hate on her. I think that it's you know admirable mm-hmm. what, that she wants to do this. Yeah, I think this is the most interesting thing about her. Yeah, that she's, is e- this work that she's, she's even taking it on. I, I'm th- this work that she did, you know, bringing attention to these death row mm-hmm. inmates. You know, however, you can do it. That's yeah. great, and she doesn't even need to be a lawyer to do that. Yeah, you know, she can just use her celebrity to um, to do that. So, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see if she actually goes on to um, you know finish her studies mm-hmm. and take the actual California bar exam and become a lawyer.
0: Yeah. Which would be fine. And I think that if she want, you know, I think that, yes, she didn't need to do any of this. I think she got interested in it. I think this is her personality. I think she's someone who jumps in and decides, okay, I'm going to do this. And here I go. But no, it was, you know, I don't know. I th- I've i heard the baby bar is hard. I don't know if it's, but it can't be as hard as the actual bar. Well,
1: it's only the subjects that you would learn in your first year. Oh, So it's okay. just a few subjects. The real bar is a lot more, and it's... It's everything else. And it's
0: longer yeah. and, yeah, harder, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I'm yeah, the Pete Davidson, my girl's a lawyer.
1: <laughs> wow. Well,
0: the, yeah, and I really got upset when,
1: um, after she... I don't know, this must have been after she got the results from the baby bar, but and she was talking about how now that she's been studying contracts, she mm-hmm. wanted to do her balenciaga contract contract herself yes it's like okay i mean (laughs) passing the baby bar does not qualify you to do a uh complex Uh, legal contract you know that's probably going to be 50 pages so yeah
0: well but i think my guess is she probably just read through it and could comment on a few things and probably much more than these other people's you know clients can do but anywho they are, but they are, I have to say, I'm hooked. I'm really looking forward to the next season. I, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I sometimes think like, oh, should I go back and watch the old episodes? But then I really think about what that would entail. And I'm like, ugh, no. I don't maybe think I'll, it's necessary. Maybe I'll watch some of these other other shows or something. Um, You, you know, some other things around them. But... It is really fascinating that even if you don't even try to pay attention to them, it's impossible not to. Like, if right. you follow pop culture in any way, shape, or form, you cannot not follow these people. You cannot not, you know, see what's going on. I mean, when Kim and Pete broke up, like, I think my husband knew that before I did. He's like, Ooh, they broke up. Like, I'm like, how do you know? And he's just scrolling through. You know through uh, an instagram feed. well let's talk about that do you think that he broke up with her or she broke mm. up with him i don't know i've heard i've heard different things that maybe like he wasn't into it anymore and he broke up with her i think that i think that it had run its course so don't forget pete's also got bipolar yeah it looks like he takes his medication but again Bipolars have a history of not taking their medications. Like bipolar, people who have bipolar um, will be bebopping along and feeling really good. And then they'll stop taking their meds, not realizing that they feel re- things are going well because they are taking their meds. So I do wonder if she started to see a little bit of that. Shades of Shades Kanye. of Kanye and kind of like, oh, crap. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, when you watch the show, you really get the sense that she, like, had a spark with him. Like, there was something there. There was, like, an initial attraction, a spark. I think it was fun. I think it was fun not being with Kanye. And I think that she... I think that it just ran its course. Like, I think it was... I don't necessarily think that one of them broke up with the other one. I just think that maybe they were just kind of like, okay, this is, you know... Yeah. This is it. Yeah, because, well, he said that he'd been
1: in therapy because of all the harassment from mm-hmm. kanye he was getting you know treatment trauma treatment or something like that and it's like yeah that that's a lot you know i mean maybe they both just realized that this isn't going to work out long term yeah. and you know let's
0: just cut it off here yeah he's also 20 what is he late 20s 28 or something he's late 20s she's 41 42 this year she um she's got four kids and you know that was the other thing was when i was watching all of this i'm like and she's off it seemed like she was with him constantly like now they're traveling here now they're traveling there now they're here and it's like you have four kids like who, who who is when are you with these four children that you have so I I also think that she probably didn't have you know I think she probably was like oh god I'm not spending any time with my kids or I'm not focusing on oh, she just she's very busy she yeah. has a lot to do so she's got a lot to and do and he he's he's he got lives in
1: does he he lives on the East Coast right I don't does he I don't think I he has a house he, in L A does he yeah I
0: oh. don't know I have no idea yeah. I don't know I mean I think that right he could it's very easy for them to rent it or or do any of that but i think that it just the age difference and yeah she's a mom and he wants to go off and enjoy his life and you know yeah well you know we we haven't talked at all about kendall and
1: kylie oh
0: (laughs) you know why because kylie they're barely in the show i know kylie seems to be i mean i know i know she's also a billionaire and has her own private jet and all that but Kylie seems really out of it. And I don't she know if it was because she's pregnant through this season, but she just seemed a little, like, she's so soft spoken And you,
1: you're you kind of like, well, are you with this, Kylie? She's someone who I feel like her growth has stunted. I think she's going to be permanently age 14. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean. It It's nothing like. I don't know what she, what she once did. I mean, she of any, any. You know, a lot of them obviously she's look change the road. But she's probably. changed next to Chloe, I think, the most. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, she I don't know how old she is right now. I think she's I, like twenty five. She just had a birthday. Okay. Cause I think she was like nineteen when she got pregnant or when she had her baby at the storm oh, young. Yeah. She became yeah. mega famous with the you know, the Kylie lip kit and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. In I mean, she was probably sixteen. Mm hmm.
0: And that was kind of almost a weird fluke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that it was like people thought it was going to be, I mean, even she probably was like, oh, a lip kit. That's a good idea. Because she was really, she was known for her lips. It wasn't even her idea. Yeah. But she was known known for her lips and she was known for, you know, having these big lips. And then she came up with this and I don't think anyone ever expected it to happen for her. And I don't think she even really expected it to happen for her. And she seems to be, you know, she obviously seems like a good mom and seems to love her children. And, and, but, you know, at the same time, th- there is, you know, again, the Kardashian thing of the whole astral world. And there was all this talk about, like, how all that was handled and, you know, it wasn't talked about at all on the show. And, and. um Well,
1: probably for legal reasons, because you know, there's so many lawsuits, you know, wrongful death lawsuits against. Travis Scott, but yeah, she just doesn't really seem to care. I think Mm -hmm. it's like you said, I think it was a fluke that she became a billionaire. Yes. And now she's a billionaire. She, and she just seems to be content with that. Yeah. She sold like, I think 51% or something of the Kylie cosmetics to, I think it was to Revlon. Oh, wow. So like, she doesn't even have control of it. She just kind of gets the, the money. Yeah. She doesn't have to do anything. And so she's set for life. Yeah, I mean she doesn't have to do anything and she seems to just be content with just being with her kids and I don't think she really wants to be on this show. I think no, she no, knows that she, she has to show up for some things, but
0: Well, and there was that the scene with her and her mom where they went where they went to the grocery store <laughs> and the car wash. And the car yeah. wash. And it was like, Oh, this must be shades of the old show. Yeah. But I think what's interesting is that was that's all they could come up with. Like right. she obviously isn't doing things. She doesn't really want to show her kids as much. So, and she's very, very pregnant. And so this is what she and her mom are doing together is going to the grocery store and, and you know, getting a car washed. And it's interesting because Chris asked her like, oh, we're together, we can do anything. And what she wanted to do was go shopping, go to the grocery store. Right. And it's like, so you do get the vibe that maybe at some point she, you know, she, she, this wasn't the life that she wanted. You know, that she wasn't, this isn't, that she would like to go to the grocery store and do some of these normal things yeah. that she can't really do anymore. And Kendall is really, it's so funny. I know that Kylie has done a lot to her face and and lips and all of that. But Kendall, they look so different when I look at the two of them, Kendall and Kylie. Yeah. They seem the vibe is different. And Kendall is to me, it feels again, like one of these people that's like, okay, I'm tall and thin, I should model, you know, and then she's got all these friends like Haley Bieber, who are also, right, children of celebrities who decided to model. And it was like, I think it was just the timing of it, this, this weird timing of things of like, oh, look, the you know, the Baldwin kids are modeling and and, and Bella and Gigi Adid. And, and then she just kind of jumped on that, that, right. that like that. That, um, that, uh, fast moving car and just kind of was like, okay, now this is what I'm doing. But you don't even get the sense from her that that's really, like, she loves modeling. Right. Like, it was, a, was it
1: was kind of a flute. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like she, well, she's very, well, she has all these phobias. I know she has an, oh, yeah, her anxiety mm-hmm. and like, she's afraid to fly. But yet she always had to fly to Europe and, you know, for these modeling things. So it doesn't seem like it was something she chose. Mm-hmm. But she fell into it. And Chris was probably like, you need to do this, you
0: know, mm-hmm. You can make all this money and. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you see on the show she bought some sort of weird steam thing that she kind of pops it's out like of. It's like
1: a hyper, what do yeah. they call it,
0: hyperbolic chambers type thing.
1: And she comes popping out of it with her laptop. Yeah. Like she's I mean, just like, in there watching a Netflix movie.
0: So, yeah, she obviously, there's something, something going on there. But the other part of it, too, is these are two young women who, right, they, they, did not choose any of this they were all they were on the show they were born when they were into young. it they were yeah. born into it they were along for the ride and then their father beco- transitions in a very public way and that also must affect you and how you see the world and and all of that and yeah and every single thing you've done since you were a preteen has been talked about and um yeah it's it is it's a lot it is a lot but they're not very... I mean, when you watch the show, I'll be perfectly honest. Like, the parts that I really loved were the Kim parts. Yeah. Like, if the show was just Kim and these people were ancillary characters, which it kind of feels kind like it is, is. Yeah. then I'd be fine with that. That's great. Yeah. I'm, I am I want to see Kim do... I want to see her do Saturday Night Live. I want to see her, her giant... God, it's like her... Her um, getting ready area and her clothes, or closet, is probably three times the size of my house. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's huge. It's m- multiple rooms. Like, I want to see her multiple rooms. I want to see more of their houses. Yeah. Yeah, I, we
1: only really see Kim's, it's probably not even her real kitchen, but it's... Yeah, it's, it looks like a weird... It looks yeah. like a set. It does. You know, and Kylie won't even let anyone in her house. We've uh-huh. never we've never been wow. in her house, I don't think, not that, that I can recall. We've seen her yard, Uh but we haven't seen her house. Obviously, we've seen Chloe and Chris's new houses. Um, And Courtney, I don't, I don't, is Courtney still in, I think she's still in the same house that she's always. But yeah, I guess eventually, maybe we'll see this next season, her and Travis moving
0: together. Well, that's a big part. It seems like it's a big part of their lives is the constant, like, let's buy a house and re and furnish it. And then, right. Both Chloe and Chris obviously just put together these homes. So I feel like, okay, they're going to live in them for a couple of years and then they're going to want to redo them. I mean, I think when you have that much money, you're constantly just kind of like, Ooh, let me redo this. Let me do this. Let me do that. And, and purchasing other homes and doing all those things there. But, um, yeah, so what yeah. are our predictions for the, for uh, season two? Well,
1: obviously, a lot of it's going to be Courtney's wedding, I'm sure. Yeah. And well, maybe they'll buy a house.
0: It's going to be her wedding. It's going to be the post Kylie having her baby and not we don't know the baby's name or they changed mm-hmm. the baby's name or something like that. Kim and Pete. Kim and Pete. Chloe post poor in This oh, whole geez. thing. Oh, God. I I can't take that anymore. And, um, you know, uh, gosh, what else? I think Kendall will still be in her hyperbolic chamber. (laughs) She'll be (laughs) popping out of that, you know, wanting, you know, trying to, like, figure out what's what's going on. Trying to figure out how to, you know, freeze herself after she dies, you know, like Walt Disney. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but it is also interesting. She's the only one without children and, and... and I think that it seems like there's a lot of pressure on her to have kids. Yeah. You know, but I also think that she's probably like, I want to live my life. Like, I want to live, you know, I don't need to start having a bunch of kids because my sisters are having a bunch of kids. So... I would I would like it if they brought Caitlin in
1: as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, although... Like you said, I don't know how interesting
0: she is. I don't think she's that I don't think she's ever been that interesting. Yeah. I think this transition is the most interesting. It is. Thing it is. It is yeah, because about this person. I mean, obviously, and then when 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 she had the transition, we saw the Barbara Walter specials, we saw all that, we saw everything that was interesting about Right. Her. Like that was it, you know. And and, and she's problematic with yes political yeah. views, <laughs>
1: ironically. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe there's just nothing there,
0: nothing to work with. No, I'll, I'll, Jesus, I'll watch Kim go into her closet yeah. and pick some stuff out and talk about these things and then drop a little juice about Kanye and then go back, yeah. that that to me, and then the beautiful shots of the, of everything, it's just, um. I want to see Kim momming more, you know? Yeah. I want
1: to see her taking care of her kids and, you know, I want to see the kids and, I guess Kanye doesn't have a problem with um,
0: the kids her, her showing show. the kids.
1: Yeah. That was probably another delicate balancing act that she mm. had to pull off. You what know what I mean? Well, because he could have easily said. Oh, no kids. He, yeah. yeah. You're not allowed to film the kids. And then what,
0: what is she going to do? And maybe, maybe this is why. Maybe. Maybe this is why Chloe was spending so much time working with Tristan. Because she wanted to have the kid on the show. Mm. And. Maybe this is why Courtney, you know, all those years with Scott. I mean, it is also possible that they all were like, we need these kids to be on the show. I don't know. Again, I don't know how diabolical and how how much they, how much of their motivations are based on this is, you know, this is what I really want. Like, I want to keep Tristan around. I want to make this work. Or if it's more like, the, I got to, I gotta make nice with this guy. It would be better if we were together, but also I want him to let me, you know, have true on the show. Right. You know, I just don't I don't I don't know. I think people that are a bit more cynical think it's that they're more diabolical and everything's calculated. And I think it's somewhere in between all of that. I think they do think about all these things, but I I also think that it is better for them to have these people in their corners. Uh um,
1: yeah, it. I mean, just in general. In general, in online, general. It is. Yes, I. I have experience with that. <laughs> you know, it got it. It's a, it's a, walking a tightrope. Yes, yes. So, so anyway, boy. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I am. I'm very excited. I think it premieres September twenty second. I want to say. Okay. So right. we'll be watching and reporting back yes
0: well thank you so much this has been over an hour really we had so much to say well yeah we could go on forever about these people but thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of the psych legal pop podcast i have such a problem with the pop yeah (laughs) because i want to say pod sometimes it's a mouthful it is it is but thank you so much for being here and um we will see you next time bye bye bye